Welcome to the Scuffed Podcast. I'm Adam Bells in Minneapolis. With me is Greg Velasquez in Des Moines. We talk about U.S. men's soccer. Our guest today is Julian Araujo, the 17-year-old who's played in 10 matches for the LA Galaxy this season, including seven starts in the league despite taking a month off for the U-20 World Cup in Poland. He's a top right-back prospect who's locked in, defends, wins tackles, and gets forward in the attack. And he's the youngest of the young Americans breaking through in the league in 2019. Julian, thanks for joining the podcast. Really glad to have you. Of course. Thank you for having me on and taking your time. Let's start with your most recent MLS appearance, which was a full 90 at right wing. On Friday in El Trafico, the rivalry game with LAFC, which the Galaxy won 3-2, to two, you assisted the first of Zlatan's three goals, which turned out to be his loveliest. Let's start there. Can you describe that sequence for me? He was going to play Rolf Fletcher because he was coming on and I thought he would give uh, Zlatan a pass. But like very last minute, I heard uh, Ibra yell really loud. So I just turned my body and... Uh, and try hitting it his way and getting it to him, and I did that. And I mean, he did the rest. So I got you. Got to give him all the credit as well. But um, I mean, being able to get my first assist and to uh, giving a legend an assist. I mean, there's no other better feeling, you know. It's uh, being able to watch watching him as a kid all along my my soccer career, and yeah, watching what he does and just experiencing that live playing with him it's, it's super unreal you know and uh, it's one of the best feelings ever i want to ask you more about that but 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 first um you played on the right wing instead of your more usual right back position why do you think scalotto played you on the wing in such a big game uh i don't i couldn't even tell you why you know <laughs> during the week of during the week of training i didn't play right wing and then like probably two days before or a day before a traffic go, um, I started playing right wing and then um he just was explaining stuff and and then I knew before the, the game that I would be starting. So I mean I just did whatever I was told and whatever whatever he needed from me and I just went out there and applied it to my game and uh I just did whatever I could to help the team get a W and that's what I did. So Yeah. Absolutely what what were what were his instructions? It looked like you were making a lot of vertical runs, trying to keep Jordan Harvey pinned back. Were were those your instructions, at least in possession? Yeah. Right? So obviously, my defensively, when the ball was on the other side, I had to tuck in and let them play uh, Harvey. So as soon as Harvey got the ball, I'd pressure him. And obviously, you've seen I got stuck in with him a couple times, mm-hmm. and that wasn't what he told me to do. But obviously, that's what I wanted to do to get it, like to let him know that I'm here. And let them know that I'm a young, I'm a young player, but I'm not afraid to get stuck in any tackles with anybody. So um, that's what that's kind of what my objective was was to make sure they didn't play in between the gaps in the middle because that's where their strong where their stronger players were. Mm-hmm. So I would let them play out wide, and then as soon as they did that, I would get out wide and uh, try to try to get there since I'm um, quick. And um, and then. On the attacking side, he told me just to get out wide and play like a right back, you know, just uh, receive the ball, do whatever I could just to keep it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I'm not, and I'm not really like an attacking player, but 
my my goal or my objective was just to keep the ball if I couldn't pass the player but if I had a one-on-one to get past him because I was quick and um just to hold the ball for us and try to make a difference and uh and just work hard yeah you for sure did that yeah that's one of the things that's that's so impressive about your game is your is your uh, willingness to get stuck in like you did you feel like maybe you could have gotten a could could have gotten a yellow card earlier in the game if the ref was a little stricter? Yeah, probably. I, I definitely could have, but I mean, I, I don't. Uh, yellow card is not going to stop me from getting stuck in again. So yeah, awesome. Yeah. Let me ask some more questions about Zlatan. Going back to him, you tweeted uh, the other day. I think it was the day after the game. A picture of of you jumping on him after that first goal while he was yelling at Bob Bradley along with a picture of a lion cub perched on the head of a full-grown lion. Is that how you see it? You're learning from Zlatan how to be a lion? <laughs> I mean, definitely. Everybody learns from him. You know, everybody in the locker room learns from him on and off the field. Like, he's, super, he's a super good guy, and he he really demands a lot from us, but it's always just to help us out, and he tells us what we need to do better and what, what we're doing good or what we're good at. So he, he's been helping us a bunch of our young guys a lot, but he obviously still helps a bunch of the older guys. But um, yeah, I definitely do learn a lot from him and not only from him, every player I learn a lot from. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, I definitely learn from him not, not to be afraid of anything. I mean, as you can see, he, he's not afraid of anything. So yeah. 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 What's maybe as, as specific as you can be about what you're learning from him, I think would be really interesting for people who are listening like anything like you learning from his example or like specific things he's told you whether that's in training or on the field so yeah like in training like sometimes i'll be hesitant and sometimes i'll i'll obviously make mistakes during training and everybody makes mistakes but um yeah during training he'll he'll if somebody messes up or if uh if i mess up he'll tell me like what i need to do better like if i'm going at a defender when i want and i play with the outside of my foot instead of playing it with the inside like he'll tell me little details like that like what what would happen if i did play with my inside of my foot like defender might go out wide and then i can cut it back in instead of instead of the defender already knowing that i'm a player wide it's just little details that he he brings up and uh he gives us and it's just uh small details that can make a big difference so mm-hmm. there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things that he's um he's given us advice about so i couldn't really just name name a couple sure yeah yeah well i i i noticed a specific instance in the game on friday late in the late in the first half you won the ball in lafc's defensive third and then took it to the end line and you had kind of two choices latan was right in front of the goal Drifting, or yeah, or him back post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you you chose the ball to Antuna at the penalty marker, which I think is generally the correct choice there. But the pass was blocked, and then Zlatan sort of gestured at you. I think that he wanted in the air, wanted it in the air. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Sure. How do you process that? How do you process that? Are you like, oh, okay, next time I'll stand it up for him on the back post, or, or like, oh, that's just Zlatan complaining that the ball didn't come to him, or or what do you? What? How do you process that? I mean, he wants the ball all the time so i mean um but uh yeah so there'll be there'll be times where where i don't give him a pass but honestly on that one i didn't even see him until after after i gave the ball okay to be honest with you but um but yeah after i I seen him when he gave me that little gesture and uh 
I was uh, my fault. I'll do it next time. Like, yeah, that's, that's just what it is. And he'll go. He'll, and after that, he just applauded. Like he he clapped a little bit. Or I think it was that one or a different play, but he definitely another play where I didn't give him a ball. Yeah, he definitely clapped but, clapped at you a couple times. I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, like if it, if I don't give him the ball and he's right open, he'll he'll he will he will like say something to me, and I just go, okay, well, I just I just run back and just try to get it off my head, and then do it the next time. Look for him the next time, and if I don't see him, then I don't play him. You know, it's just I don't let it I don't let it get to my head. Right. Right. Cool. So one last question about Friday. I mean, that's a, that's a huge rivalry game in MLS, you know, arguably the biggest rivalry already in the league, arguably. And this was your first time playing in it. How did, how did the, the intensity and the, and the atmosphere compare to other MLS games you've played in? Well, I mean, the atmosphere was so surreal. Everybody, everybody was chanting the whole game. It was so loud the whole game could barely hear our players. I mean, it was something I I I expected that, but um like something I've always dreamed of, you know, something like that. Just those are the games that I love to play in. I mean I love to play in hard games like that. I love to get stuck in. I love to play against big teams. I love to play against good players. Like I love I love everything about what that game has to offer. I mean, um I'm a kid that likes to work work hard and uh, win and I like to get stuck in and I like hard battles and I think that game brought a lot and uh, for my first time playing in El Tropico I think it's all I ever wanted you know as a, uh, to start my career like that with a yeah. game like that it's crazy I love it I mean I yeah for sure I wouldn't want to like I'm I was glad and blessed that I was able to be a part of that so hopefully when we're back at it again in August I'm, I'm a part of it again so we'll see Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and congratulations on the win. It's a huge, huge win for the galaxy and, um, means a lot in the sort of in the, in the league yeah, right now. For sure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, this is bells cutting in to thank today's sponsor awaydaysfootball.com. They'll be familiar to you if you listen to the total soccer show and we're proud to have them as our first sponsor on the scuffed podcast. It's an independent soccer clothing brand based in Boston. High quality products. Very cool company. They do several different things if you click around the website, but the hook is their mystery kits, which work like this. You go to awaydaysfootball.com, spelled just like it sounds. You pay $25. You pick your jersey size, and a few days later, you receive an official club jersey in your size from somewhere in the world. You don't know where or what club until you open the package because it's a mystery. The jerseys you get are typically from lesser-known clubs. There are no Premier League teams or giant clubs like Real Madrid, Barcelona, or Bayern. So you'll be getting a pretty unique jersey. Some customers use it as a way to start following teams they wouldn't have otherwise. You can even tell away days which teams or leagues you would like to avoid so you don't get one you hate or one that is rivals with a club that you support. 25 bucks is a good price for a jersey from a major brand, but all of our listeners will get a discount code to make the price even better. Use the code SCUFFED, S-C-U-F-F-E-D, to receive 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. That code is SCUFFED. Check out Away Days Football. There's plenty of other interesting stuff at the website in addition to the mystery kits. Now back to the interview with Julian. Let's let's go back in time a little bit. Talk about your background. You grew up in uh, Lompoc. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Lompoc. Yes, Lompoc, California. Yeah, that's that's two and a half hours outside of Los Angeles. I think if Google Maps is to be trusted, 
how, how did you get into soccer? Um, so I got into soccer with my brother and his friends, you know, I think I just always loved soccer. I mean, um, uh, I had a park in front of my house and I would always just go play there and I would use the trash can. I would take out the trash cans and sometimes I would get in trouble from the park rangers because I'd remove the trash cans <laughs> and I'd make them as goals. So me and my brother and his friends, and they're all older than me, probably like a good three, four years older than me. And I would always just go play soccer with them. We'd always just make a little soccer field up at the park and uh, just play soccer for like hours. So you, that's, I think that's how I got, um, I got involved with soccer. I see. So, so how many siblings do you have? How many of them are older brothers? I have two older siblings, one older sister. She's about 25, 26. And then one older brother. She's about 22. I think. Okay. Yeah. Is he playing soccer anywhere or, or um, no, 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 no. Okay. They all just work. Yeah. And you get to play, you get to play, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Yeah. So, so um, your dad has been a truck driver, I think I read, and your mom works for the, uh, the school district in Lompoc. Is that right? Yeah. So was your dad was is your dad really into the into the sport? Your mom? Yeah. So my dad, my mom and dad grew up in Mexico, but um, my they both came over here when they were really young. Uh, my dad's, yeah, a bunch of my family is really involved in uh, in soccer. Yeah. My dad never played soccer, but he always watched soccer, and he loved uh, he loved watching soccer, and so did my mom. So they never they never played soccer. My parents never played soccer. Interesting. So where does that elite athleticism come from? That closing speed is that from your mom's yeah. side or your dad's? My mom did play basketball. My dad, I don't know, I don't think he played any sports, but my my mom did play basketball, and she was a good basketball player, but. I think that's about it. Okay. I, I would I couldn't tell you where where I got it from. Okay. Um, on a more on a serious, really serious note, I understand your dad was scheduled to have his last treatment for uh, for cancer in May during the U twenty World Cup. Is is how's he doing? I think he was in remission. The last it was reported. Yeah. So he's doing really good. Um, he about two months ago or a month ago. Um, they told him that he didn't have any more blood, cancer blood cells, so he's been really good. He hasn't gotten the treatment. He did have his last treatment. I think he still goes and checks up, mm -hmm. or he will go in like six months just so that they they go give him like a blood narrow test or something like that. But he's been really healthy. He just started going back to work. Um, awesome. He's happy because he can work now. And, uh, yeah, so he's doing really well. He's I think he did. Still, just take some pills or whatever, mm -hmm. but he he's staying healthy. So, yeah, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. Yeah, thank you. So you you kind of you kind of came on the national scene in a big way, at least with uh, Barca Academy in the spring of 2018. At least came to like my attention, and I wonder how 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 did you get noticed by the academy in Casa Grande when you were I think you were playing in Santa Barbara right before that. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So how'd, um, how'd you get noticed by them, and how'd you decide to make that move to Arizona? So I heard about um, I heard about uh, Santa Barbara. I mean, uh, Barca Academy, because mm -hmm. uh, I knew that um, we all thought Lake was going to leave, and Barca Academy was going to go. 
was going to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, I think it was just because I like did more like investigating investigations and stuff and like just into like the academy and just realized that like if I went to them, nobody would have my homegrown rights. Mm. And uh, so that's, I think that's what caught my eye. And that's what I just wanted to be a part of something like, cause I, cause I knew I had the opportunity to go to La Masia. And when I went over there, I did well. And I had the coach, the coaches really liked me over there, mm-hmm. but obviously I wasn't 18 and I didn't have a, um, a Spanish passport, but, um, I mean, it turned out to be really good. I don't know. Like I got, I got scouted from one of their, from one of their, um, I think scouting guys or whatever. Hmm. And then I, um, I got in contact with them. Well, my, uh, my agent got in contact with them. And then after that, um, we went out there for like a little, for like a week, just to go see everything, see the facility where I was going to stay and see if I liked it. And I went went up there and I liked him and I stayed out my year and I turned out to be really good. I mean, it's one of the decisions, the best decisions I made because I didn't want to rush anything and go to a MLS team. Yeah. And because um, I wasn't sure, because I had a, a a lot of uh, MLS teams that a lot of MLS teams that wanted me to. But I just wasn't sure who I wanted to go to, but um, yeah, I think it was the right choice and I think it was a a good good year of experience to, of living on my own over there. And, um, yeah, I think that's why I think the main reason was because nobody would have my homegrown rights and I can take a time to, to think about what team I wanted to go to and what was best for my fit. And obviously when that came to an end, I thought that galaxy was going to be the best for me. And that's why I joined galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense that, that, that reminds me. So I, you have a pretty young agent. Um, I haven't, I haven't seen his birth certificate, but I know Henry is pretty young and I'm a, you know, I'm. I'm a fan of his. We text, we like, we both watch a lot of soccer. We text a lot. A lot of kids end up picking Wasserman or some other established agency, but you picked an independent guy. What gave you the confidence to put your trust in, in, uh, you know, kind of a lone wolf like Henry? I think that'll be interesting uh, for other young players, you know? Yeah, just because, I mean, it, he wasn't, he wasn't just looking out for, and I'm not saying this for any other agent, but a bunch of agents look out for themselves as well. And I think Henry was just looking out for, for me and my good health. And he was just trying to be a friend. You know, he wasn't even trying to be my agent. Like till this day, I don't even like calling my agent, but I'm mm-hmm. just saying it now. I just call him my friend. He's my friend. Like he's my, he's family to me. So I think that's, what's better. Like when you have somebody that you have a connection with, when you can, when you, I text Henry every day, I call him every other day. We stay connected. Like it's not even like a, like an agency thing. It's like a brother. He looks after me. He doesn't just look after my, my soccer career. He looked after my, my schooling, my, my family. If my family needs something, he helps them out. If my family needs help with something else. And that's what I thought um, worked out best with me was because he wasn't just looking out for me. He was looking out for my whole family and he was looking out for, for my, for the best of my career. And obviously um, he, he's been doing a good job with everything. And uh, I, I trust him a lot. And I think that, he can do uh he's gonna do a good job with the rest of my career and i think that yeah i mean um yeah obviously i i like the way he works so and yeah awesome yeah i mean i know a lot of you know a lot of families and a lot of young players they do really struggle with the decision of like who to get to represent them and it's uh it can be very complicated and intimidating for folks 
So it's awesome that you found something, something that works. I see uh, you've played some midfielder over the years, uh, maybe maybe a little bit in in Casa Grande. When did you settle in as a defender, and do you see that as your long term position? As a uh, so yeah, so at, at um, Santa Barbara, I played a right winger, like midfielder, hmm. and I think that was the last time I ever played, like maybe four years ago. Okay. Okay. And then, or like three years ago. But I think the last year of Santa Barbara, I started playing right back. And then, or center back, actually. Like my last, I would play center back. And then I moved over to Barca Academy. I think it was just like a jump to right back. I was playing, I was playing right back and I was jumping in the midfield. And they were just playing me where, where they could, where I could help the team out. And um, I think it was towards the end of a, uh, towards the end of uh, the Barca Academy where they realized that right back is going to be my position. So that's where they're going to start. That's where I can make a difference. And that's mm-hmm. where I can help a lot of teams out. And that's where I'm, I'm more, most effective. So I love, I love to attack and I love to score goals and I love to help the team in the attack and I love to get forward and I love to defend. So I think that's the position where you can do all that. Yeah. And um, I think uh, my the last of my um, Barca Academy years where they realized that. And that's why I played most of the year, most of the end of the year with uh, right back with Barca. And when I got to Galaxy, um, I played right back as well. And uh, like a bunch of my national team coaches and um, like scouts and whatever they, a lot of people think that right back is going to be my, um, my, is what I'm going to play in my professional career and what it's going to be my long, long-term position. And I love it. So I, I hope it is. And I, I like to, um, I think, I think it will be too. Yeah. I, I think I've done it. Well. I think, uh, obviously I still need to learn a little more because I'm still not fully like used to it, but obviously if I continue to grow and continue to learn, I think I could be a, a good player like that. Mm-hmm. Totally agree with that. Why did you decide to go to the LA Galaxy? Uh, you know, I, I guess it was after the DA playoffs last year. Did did Brian Clyburn play a role in recruiting you? What what oh, went yeah, into that big decision? Role. Big role. Brian Brian um, actually didn't stop talking to me since I was at Santa Barbara. At Santa Barbara, he would talk to me every tournament that I'd see him. Huh. He played when he had us USA, contacting me like literally every tournament. He wouldn't stop bugging me. <laughs> and that's that's I love Brian, man. I love Brian. He's my he's my man. Good guy. Um but yeah, no, he, he played a one of the biggest roles obviously. He wouldn't wouldn't let go, wouldn't let uh like he would keep in touch every tournament. He actually took a trip down to Lompoc to talk to my family because he wanted me that bad and I still said no. And I still said no, I don't think it's gonna be the right decision for me and I still think that I wanna go to Barca Academy. Like I told him and all right, and he didn't even. We still talked. We still we were still friends. And then I think after that, I was like, you know what? I want to go. I want to go. I think this is my this is my year. And I think he can help me out this year, and hopefully, I break into the first team. So that was he played a big role. I mean, he didn't. If it weren't honestly, if it weren't for Brian, I probably would have never been at would have never been at um, Galaxy. Yeah, that makes sense. He the man knows what he wants. I guess. Um, yeah, for sure. So I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable situation, but it occurs to me I should ask: like, what's your what's your take on Brian's exit from the Galaxy? Was he was he treated fairly? Was 
Like what's the, what's the deal there? You can, I, I don't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know anything behind the, behind like the doors or whatever. I don't know what happened, but obviously, I mean, he's a good guy. Yeah. I think that even yeah. I respect him. I, everybody should respect him. I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell you, you know, but I mean, obviously, I, I don't know. I really get to tell you though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bummer. I hate, hate to see it, but yeah, I just I, I I don't know what to say. Yeah, fair enough. That's fair. It's a it's an uncomfortable question. So let's move into um more in, back into the game of soccer. What what do you think your strengths are as a player? Like, what's what sets you apart from the typical seventeen year old? Um, I think what sets me as part is my how brave I am, you know, is how, how, how I'm willing to get stuck in with older players, and I feel like a bunch of, a lot, a lot of younger players don't like to get stuck in, don't like to get, like, dirty with other players, and I like, I like to get stuck in. I like to have that competition, and I like to, I like other players to hit me. Mm. That's what I love. I mean, I love, I love to get in like battles like that, and I love to get stuck in. And if someone hits me, I'm gonna go hit you back. So that's, I think that's what sets me apart. So yeah. I think that's one of my, one of my biggest like strengths. But I also think that I'm quick and um, well, I'm fast. I'm, I'm composed. I mean, those are some of the strengths that I have. Yeah. But I think the one that sets me apart from others, from other young players, is that I'm really, I'm brave and I'm not afraid of anything. Awesome. So what do you think you need to get better at? Like if, you know, if you're going to achieve all your goals as a player? Um, definitely my left foot. I have to get better with my left foot. Um, I would say um, sometimes I tend to like um, step into players when I shouldn't step into players. And not like tackle players, but just step in and then they take a touch around me. I just need to to know when to go, when to not go. And I feel like so I do that. I do that some sometimes too much and I get beat sometimes. And those are the times when I get beat is when I step in, when I shouldn't step in. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like just learning, just learning how to play right back, learning what I have to do. And I think I'm going to learn with these coaches that we have. They're super, I love the coaches. So I feel like with these coaches that I have, that they're going to teach me how to play the position like they have been. And I feel like as soon as I learn more about the position and learn what I learn more about what I have to do and how the position is played, I feel like I can, I can adjust to it more. Who, who are your role models at the position of right back? Like, Oh, I love, I love Danny Alves. Yeah. (laughs) I love Danny Alves. Um, um, Sergio Roberto. Yeah. Um, this is, those are two guys that I really like to to watch, and uh, obviously at Galaxy, uh, I learn a lot from Rolf. He helps me out a lot, and he um, he gives me advice and tells me gives me gives me good advice and uh, helps me out a lot on the field. That's cool because sometimes older players can see uh, you know a talented young player like yourself as as competition and the enemy, but it sounds like Rolf is uh, Rolf is really helpful to you. Yeah, yeah, very. He helps me out a lot. I mean, even when I was playing right wing, he was telling me a lot of a lot of good stuff. You know, he he really helps me out on the field, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the national team setup stuff. Um, 
the U the U20 World Cup experience for you was kind of strange. Um, as most of the people listening to this podcast will know, you joined the roster after Io Akinola was a late scratch for injury. So maybe you found out, what, four days before the first game that you were going to be going to Poland, something like that? I think I got there the day, two days before before the first game. Okay. Yeah, I think I got there two days before the first game or three days. But, yeah, that's when I found out. I mean, I found out well, – they called um, they called uh, our GM Dennis, and uh, I think it was like right after training. They told me the the coaches told me to come into the office. And I was like, "What? I thought I was in trouble <laughs> or something." And I was I was like, "Okay," and um, I went in there, and then like the whole staff, like the the high ups were there, and everybody was there, and I was like, "Wow, what's going on?" And then they just told me like that Cab called me into the World Cup, and I was just. I was just like, uh, okay, like, when do I have to leave? And, like, everything, they said, we need to put you on the fastest flight there. And then we just sorted everything out. And then, yeah, I mean, that's how that's how I got my call. I mean, they told Dennis, Dennis told me, and then I flew out there. I see. Because you, and you had found out, like, less than a week before that, that you, that or I don't know, a couple weeks before that, that you weren't on the roster from TAB, right? Yeah, I found out, like, maybe like a week before that that I wasn't going to be on the roster so that's kind of like some some whiplash there back and forth where yeah you... I was just like wow like am I on it am I not am I going and what am I going to do like it's kind of it was kind of like a weird feeling you know yeah did you so by the time you got the word from Dennis were you excited to go or were you kind of like ah you know I wasn't on the first choice roster I, I guess I'll go Obviously, I was thankful to go to the to the World Cup. Obviously, a lot of uh, kids don't have a lot of kids that want to go to the World Cup don't have the opportunity. So obviously, I was going to go. Excited, I would say. It was just like wow, like now I'm going. Yeah, I wouldn't say like I was. Obviously, I was super excited at the time, but just realizing like, damn, I'm I'm going now, but. Obviously, it's how soccer works, and it's the the game of football. As soon as someone gets injured, it's your time to go. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I was I was excited. I would say I was excited. There yeah. was something in me that I was saying something different. So, hmm. now and then you didn't you didn't play. Tab Ramos, Tab Ramos didn't play you in the in the tournament. Um, were you were you frustrated frustrated by that? Were you? Uh, very frustrated. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I was, I was frustrated, but we were winning games. So obviously it's about the team, not about myself. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we got into what the quarterfinals, semifinals, quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Quarterfinals. So, yeah, I mean, obviously we had a good run and we were winning games and you put the best starting 11 that was going to win the game. So obviously it wasn't all at soccer is not about yourself. So I was just looking out. It was for the team, so I mean, if it was me helping the team on the bench, supporting them, and being a guy on the on the bench, then it was me being on the bench. But um, but yeah, I was frustrated because Wolf Fletcher was back home, was injured, and I could have been playing games. And me, I just love to play. I just love to play soccer. So yeah, in whatever way, I mean, um, I was I was frustrated because back home, Galaxy was missing a right back, and we had Daniel Stairs playing right back, and I just felt like. I could have been home playing right back. But then again, I was at the World Cup and not many players get 
the opportunity. So whatever way I could help the team out at the World Cup, whether it was me sitting on the bench, and I was going to do that. So I didn't really – I was frustrated, but I was just – I was thankful for being there. Yeah. I'm sure it was complicated, a complicated set of yeah, emotions. Yeah, did you did you get along? Do you get along with Serginio Dest? He's also a pretty good fullback. I wonder what the dynamic oh, yeah, was yeah. there. Yeah, we get along really well. <laughs> we do. So you did. You, you didn't try to crunch his ankle in training at the oh, World no. Cup. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> no, kidding. No, I didn't. <laughs> well, um, you know, and a couple months before the World Cup, you were called up to the U.S. U23 camp. In, to start getting ready for the Olympics, at the same time the U20s were having a camp, you know, I don't know, next door in Spain. It, yeah, is is that a goal of yours to be on that team in the Olympics? Oh yeah, definitely. My goal is to be a part of the first team, obviously. But if I can get if I can get into the Olympics with the U23s, and obviously, I mean, it's a goal a goal of mine, and I hope I can reach it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, obviously I'm continuing to work hard, and hopefully I get called into the next camp and uh, go show myself and uh, show them what I'm about. And obviously, I didn't play at the at the U20 World Cup, so hopefully I can play at the U23. So we'll see we'll see what happens. But obviously, it is a goal of mine. Yeah, you played really well in that camp for the U23s. I, I mean, people people still talk about how you were, you shut down um, Justin Clavert, the Dutch winger. Um, has Berhalter been in touch with you since then, or Jason Kreis? Are they are they staying uh, in contact? No, I, I haven't talked to them. Yeah, okay. That's always the answer I get when I ask that question of anybody. Yeah. Um, have Have you been watching the U.S. men's national team under Berhalter? What's your uh, analysis? Yeah, I've watched. I've watched them. Uh, I watched them at the Gold Cup um, when they. Um, yeah, I watched like every game at the Gold Cup. That's okay. the, that's, those are the games that I've watched. What do you make of the way they're playing? Do you like it? Do you think it's? Oh uh, yeah, okay? I like it. I mean, when we were at, um, when we were at the U twenty threes camp, um, Jason Christ had me playing as how uh, like uh, we were playing how Burhalter wanted to play. You know, the right back goes into or the left back go, would go into the um, the midfield, and yeah. that was my job at the U at the U twenty three camp was to go into the midfield and and help out. And I think I did a pretty good job at it. I mean, I was kind of confused, but <laughs> obviously, obviously, um, the the national team is going to know because they're gonna they're gonna be practicing on it. But we we had only practiced on it for like a good three days right. before our game. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I think it's been working out for them. So yeah, pretty good. They seem to get better at the gold cup. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so here's a question everybody will want me to ask you officials with the Mexican Federation have definitely expressed interest in you as a player, um, in various ways. Where do you stand on that? Do you, do you want to play for Mexico or do you want to play for the U S or are you still kind of like keeping your options open? Yeah, my options are always open. You know, it's always about opportunities. Whoever's going to give me better opportunities, I would never. I'm not going to close the door on Mexico, and I'm not going to close the door on the U.S. You know, it's just if Mexico comes at me, giving me opportunities, and I'm going to have to take it. You know, I mm. mean, uh, I haven't, I haven't heard anything from the top or like Berhalter. I haven't heard anything from anybody else. I haven't heard. You know, but it's all about opportunities. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously, I wouldn't close the door on any on any of the on, on any of the team because. Um, I grew up in a Mexican household. I've watched Mexico throughout my life, and 
I've also watched U.S. throughout my life, and I'm a dual citizenship, so I can play for both. And um, just, you know, I'm just, I'm just working hard right now. I'm, I'm not even focused on that. Whatever comes will come, and uh, sure. whoever, whoever comes at me with better opportunities is what's gonna, where I'm gonna go. Because I mean, ultimately, it's, it's what soccer is about. It's about opportunities, and that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. So that makes that makes total sense. The the opportunities part. Um, do you talk with Do you talk with any of your Mexican American teammates about it? Like you know Richie or Alex or Uli or or David, or do you talk about talk about that with Jonah? Like who do you who do you speak with about that besides your you know your family and your agent? Um, to be honest, I just will like. Like, like, like I'll speak to like a like I'll speak to like Sebastian Lager. I'll speak to like Jonah. Like, mm-hmm. they're always just messing around. Like, come to Mexico, come to the U.S. And it's just crazy, you know. It's just always they they always tell me the same, bro. Like, it's it's just the same. Like, it's whatever whoever gives you more opportunities, bro. Wherever you're gonna see the field, and whoever's gonna call you up to their first team, like whoever's not gonna not gonna make a fool of you, and whoever whatever you think you bet you fit best in, and yeah. 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 Well, it's too bad. I think a lot of a lot of us fans thought it was too bad that you didn't get at least to play, you know, I mean everybody thinks Serginho is a good player, right? But it's too bad you didn't get to play um at least in that game against against Cutter when Mark when Mark had to be played at right back. I don't think yeah, I'm I don't sure. think I'm going too far too far afield in saying that that was disappointing for a lot of people who watch the team, but you know, whatever. I know Tab Ra- Ramos is a he's a good guy, and he's, yeah, for he's sure, he definitely best. is. Um. Okay, just a couple more questions. You're in your first season, and it's going about as well as can be expected. Like you said, you're focused on that. But what's your you know what's your long term goal in terms of the club you want to play for? Where do you want to be in five years? Five years, I want to be overseas. Five years I want to be overseas. Um, obviously, my contract's not that long, but um, um, it just depends, you know. Just if I get an opportunity to go overseas and um, go play for a team out there. I mean, obviously, I love my time here at Galaxy. I love the organization. I love everything about Galaxy. And uh, obviously, if I can go overseas and come back to Galaxy, that would be what I would want to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to go play in Europe, and I want to go test my test. I want to go, like, I want to go reach the stars. You know, I want the the sky's the limit. So I want to go do that, and I want to go. I want to go to Europe and uh, play at a high level out there, and, uh, and then I want to come back and come back to the U.S. But I think in five years I should be playing in Europe, and that's my goal. So I'm going to do everything possible to reach my goal. Yeah, well, you got the world at your feet. Still, you turn eighteen next month, right? Yeah, then, next month. Do you um? So how long is your contract? Is it is it another eighteen months or end end this year? No, I, I think I uh, three four more years. Oh, three years. okay, three more years. Got it. All right. So you got a, you got a little time in L.A. Still. Yeah. Anything, Julian? Anything you wish I had asked? I don't want to cut this short, but I've come to the end of my list of questions. Uh, 
I mean, no, I mean, whatever. <laughs> if you don't have, if you have more questions, I'm, um, I'm free. So yeah, I appreciate that. I don't, I don't. So I won't just stumble around and waste your time. But um, thanks again for talking on the phone with me. I appreciate that. All the best to you with the rest of the season, and hope to see you, you know, called up at minimum with the for the Olympic squad as soon as possible, and hopefully more than that before too long. Because we want to see you in yeah, red, white, and blue. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you for taking the time out of your day to do this. And um, yes, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Thank you. And hope to get another another scuff podcast. And uh, hope to stay in touch. Yeah, put me on the calendar for a year from now, please. All right, sounds good. I All right, will. take care, man. Bye bye. Uh, you as well. Thank you. Uh-huh.